And so I said, hey, yeah, I'll keep doing this journalism. I'll keep doing this activism. But uh, we need to change these laws and policies. And so I figured out how to do that. And it wasn't, and I, I was trying to push other leaders forward because I saw a lot of leaders out in the street. But as I kept showing up, you know, to different tables and different rooms, it became clear that it was a, if, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? to another episode of the Delaware College Scholars Podcast. I am not your host today. I'm simply the producer. Your host today is our very own executive director, Tony Lee. Tony, on this episode, speaks to Braxton Winston, his best friend and a city councilman in Charlotte, who has also been very instrumental into the Delaware College Scholars expansion into Charlotte. And they discuss their relationship with one another, the importance of finding your core and identifying those core values, the birth of everything that Braxton has been doing as a city councilman in Charlotte, and ultimately how can we better prepare students for the world. It's a tremendous conversation with two really incredible men, and I think you will enjoy it. So, as always, if you could subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, that would be excellent. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. How you doing, my brother? Fantastic, my man. How are you? Good to see you. Man, I, I'm as good as can be, just given everything that's going on in the world, man. I'm as good as can be. You are my what a time to be alive, right? Exactly. Um, the highs and the lows, the many, many lows. But at the same time, we got some highs. Like, I have a son. <laughs> I have a COVID baby that I'm looking at. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a raising three, um, so yeah, just like you, uh, it's uh, wow, what a challenge, but what a what a blessing, right? You see, you say you got to say raising three, man. You made me seem like I'm forgetting my other two. So I have the total, <laughs> and I have the infant that uh, was born during COVID. Um, nah, that's something special. But my brother, um, first and foremost, thank you, thank you for kind of making time to have this conversation with me. In terms of me having a podcast and doing things along these lines, this is something brand new for me. And I've you're a wealth of knowledge, man. You gotta gotta figure out how to get that knowledge out there to, to other folks and, in and, any ways possible. And, and that's the problem with me. I, I'm so naturally engaged in the things that I care about that I don't sit and plan out scripts. I don't write speeches. That's not who I am. I see you in the moment and I'm going to address the need in the moment. And I know you're the same way. Um, so for me to kind of think about how can I do a podcast and make it true to myself, there was no natural place for me to begin other than talking to my best friend, my brother, who I've known since I was, what, 13? Over over two decades in the game. At least. At least. Yeah, at least. I, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's really as well how, how much time flies. We were talking the other day. Um, we've known each other for at least 25 years. And I, th- this is, I did not, this is not what a quarter century I thought would feel like. But, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's an amazing ride. And, you know, I'm just excited about the things that you've got going on individually, the things that I've got going on individually, and uh, the potential uh, to collaborate, continue to collaborate and, and, and grow and, and better our, our community. 
you know, whether that's close to us or, or far and wide. So there are really exciting times um, in, in, in the world, but in, in, in our lives in particular, I think. And um, I'm grateful um, to be in commune uh, with the work that you're doing. And, and that's the thing, because because I know you so well, I know how far you've come. And that's I, I feel privileged to have known Braxton since you were 13, 14, maybe a little bit of a knucklehead phase, just like myself. <laughs> and this is why I'm so happy to be able to kind of share this for the benefit of my scholars, because I think a lot of times people look at you and all that you are accomplishing today and think that you were a made product your whole life as opposed to seeing your trajectory and the things that you've been through. So I guess that's where we could start. Can you just tell me a little bit about the Braxton Winston back in middle school or the Braxton <laughs> Winston maybe in high school? And then we could kind of see yeah. how you progress from then to now. Absolutely. Well, I, you know what? You know, it's, it's, it's funny that the term that I've been using in, in, in my life, and I think it really is um, appropriate, is that everything has changed in my life over the past five years. But everything is the same. You know, I am who I am. I, I do really feel like I came into my personality um, in middle school. I, I started, my, my worldview really started to form and, and my value system, uh, my moral compass, and the, the, the things in this world that stimulated me, uh, that stimulate me to, to learn, to work, um, to raise a family. Are, are still those things that I, I think really came, that really formed went back when I was in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. The, the change is that I have started to understand those things, right? And I have started to, to learn how to understand who I am and what drives me, how to nurture it, how to grow, and how to get rid of some of the things that hold me back from, from, from reaching those goals or, or living in, in my true self. And I've learned so much more about the world, you know, of how I need to operate within and around institutions, systems, relationships, partnerships, hardships, not only to be true to myself from a, you know, from a, a value standpoint, uh, but to continue to push forward because that vision, that, that who I am was, was always about, I think it is, it is, is rooted in Americana. Um, it's not about who I am or necessarily where I come from. All that is important, but I am, I am concentrating on, on where I'm going and where I want my family to be, um, and where I want my community to be. And, and I think that's the biggest difference between when we met 25 years ago and where we're at now. I've learned from whether it be in my boarding school, my, my undergraduate career, or, or, or in, um, in my professional career, and, and, the, and the phases of my professional career over the past 15 years or so, has really been, you know, about growth and learning, right? I've always been an athlete, as you know, so I, I, I approach things from an athletic standpoint. I'm very competitive, and I'll tell you, I'm most competitive with myself. So I... I Go through, as, I, as I go through all of these things, I've learned that I can't try to be perfect. Uh, I can't necessarily, yes, I do want to win that big championship, you know, but in order to do that, I got to go one play at a time. And I, I have to uh, sometimes step off the field, look at some tape um, and get coached up and, and then get back on and, and, and run another play. 
and, you know, it's been, it's a, it's been an incredible journey. I, I've lived a blessed life. I've had so many opportunities. I've had so many great people like yourself having my back and advocating for me, you know, that are, that are team Braxton, you know, and, you know, it's a good feeling, right? And, and I hope you feel that. I know you, you know, oh, you've no. got a team Tony, exactly. you know, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I think both of us, we won't be where we are today if it wasn't for some great support, supporters and motivators in terms of having our back and helping us when things were getting tough. And a point that you just made that really kind of connected with me, especially as I kind of talk to scholars, is living your true self or finding your core. That's the, that's the way I, I kind of frame it, is that your core can't be how much money you're trying to aspire to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that when you're 14, 15, 16, you're probably looking at certain careers. Like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an engineer. And you want to do that mainly because you think that's a lot of money. But you need to peel back the layers and find what your core is. Would you say that you kind of had a sense of what your core values were back then? Or was there a moment and or moments that helped you identify, you know what, this is what is really important to me? and kind of pushed you to everything you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, um, I, I, I realized, you know, I, I, I struggled, for instance, I, I struggled in, in college. Um, it was a very challenging time for me for many different reasons. Ultimately, I was able to be successful and, and get out of there with a lot of people on Team Braxton, <laughs> even though I took the extended route, because I, I think, uh, some of that, like th- th- what, what I experienced and started learning about myself in middle school, I was really able to kind of hone in myself during during college. For instance, you know, I went into college thinking that I um, wanted to be econ major, right? And my boarding school, Phillips Academy, and one of the benefits is that I was able to take an econ elective, high level for high school at least, you know, during my senior year. And I really loved it, right? Because for me, it was the language of money. It was the language of finance. And in my community growing up in Brooklyn, I would always ask myself, like, 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 you know, why is, does it seem like I'm growing up in these neighborhoods where everybody tells me it's so terrible, it's so terrible, but I'm seeing all the styles that we wore, you know what I'm saying? Like two years ago, all the music that we all listened to a year ago, after we say it's hot, it, it, you know, people are benefiting and making millions and billions of dollars on it. Why are we still in the same situation? So I took econ, right? And and, and I started learning supply and demand, taste, and I was like, oh, these are the things that 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 I'm seeing, I'm living and learning. And then when I got to Davidson, I tried, you know, I tried to 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 go into the uh, the econ world, and it just wasn't the same, right? I was more, I was, I was, I was more. I realized I was more interested in the cultural aspects, right? The cultural appliance of some of these laws and these rules and these theories that I was learning in econ. And that's not necessarily what my program, the program at Davidson, what I, what I saw people were getting out of it. Um, that's not the track that I, that I saw folks were on. That combined with a, a, a bunch of other <laughs> uh, personal, interpersonal issues that we might get into, I, I, did not, I, did not, I did not thrive in that environment. And I learned um, as I kind of tried to figure out you know, what inspired me academically, what inspired me to study, I found my world in anthropology major. And it made sense. Like, it was like the, the anthropology is the study of culture and, and humankind, right? And I realized that I did not know even how to define that. <laughs> you know, what is culture? 
And, and, and as I found my space, I really kind of say, Hey, yeah, that, this is how I kind of analyze the world through a cultural and a historical lens, right? Um, it, it, it connected for me. That's what I was doing when I was walking home from the train. You know, um, I used to have to take two trains and a bus, you know, to go, to go to middle school and elementary school living in Brooklyn. And I realized that I, that's where I was, that's how I was analyzing the world around me. You know, from, from on, a, on the wall from Eastern Parkway to Brooklyn Ave, you know, I was taking in all the cultures. I was seeing how all of those things interplayed and I really found my lens. And that's something that I feel, I feel very confident in right now. And again, like I said, true, true, to, true to myself, I can kind of play, I can play in a bunch of different realms, but I am, I, I get where I, I come from and, and what inspires me. And I really do, like I said uh, a, a couple minutes ago, you know, I really do think it's about, it, it is this American dream, right? It's not about who, who we are or where we're coming from, but we need to understand that so we have a different direction of where we're going so we can live in an equitable society so that we can uh, have, you know, have the equal uh, protections uh, under the law for all people. Um, again, that's the potential of where we can be, but we've, we've, we've never reached there yet. And that's what has inspired me, I, I, I realized, you know, since I've became a sentient being at some point in time in my childhood, you know? <laughs> and, and that's the thing, man, because quite frankly, because I know you from back in the day, I know that you are still the same Braxton Winston. I could have never imagined you would be in the role that you are in today. And one thing that we used to joke about for years is that Braxton always ends up in the right place at the right time, <laughs> and he could take advantage of an opportunity. So whether that's um, working on a street team with Rockefeller, or just connecting with someone at a football camp and working with Belichick and the Patriots. Like you were always in the right place at the right time. And unfortunately, the birth of everything you're doing now came at a time of great tragedy in Charlotte. Can you just walk me through the moment that your life was forever changed um, in terms of being in Charlotte, uh, the events that occurred and how that kind of put you in a position that you're in now? Yeah, uh, well, so the date was September 20 of 2016. It, 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 it was, like you said, the day that changed my life. And I like to think it, it, it changed the trajectory of, of, of Charlotte, the city that I'm in, Charlotte, North Carolina. I was coaching a middle school football game up in a, a city uh, town, Concord, um, just north of Charlotte. And uh, my mother was in town. I had, a, I had a recently uh, had a 10-month-old infant um, at that time. And I was like, it was the last night here. So I was trying to get home, spend some time with her. I actually had another job later at night. I'm, a, I'm also a stagehand. So I work at concerts late into the night. After the game, there's nothing like winning a football game. I don't care if you're the player, the coach, you know, a parent, or running the camera for, the, for, for, for your team. It's nothing like it. So I was excited. I was, you know, happy, felt good. And I go in a stop at the gas station and I, I see uh, I'm in a group chat with some some black males from that I graduated and went, went to school with at Davidson we, we just keep in contact and we got to remember this is 2016 and man it was a very hot summer and tensions were very high we were in a charged political environment you know it was the, the, the election season of 2016 the Hillary um, uh, Trump um, election but we had been going through these high-profile shootings of 
police officers from uh, by police officers on unarmed black men. So you had the Trey Trayvon, you had Michael Brown, you had you know Eric Garner, you had Dan Rouge, you know you had you had, you had uh, all of these things, you know, Fruitville Station, you know, uh, you know, you had all of these things, and when after that game in that chat group, they told me that a, a CMPD Charlotte Mecklenburg police officer had killed a man who was waiting for his kids to get off the school bus. And when I looked at the map where it happened, it was right on my, my way home from, from work. And like I said, I, I could have just driven around it, <laughs> but, you know, I, I was like, at that point in time in my life, even all the things that you said I, I've seen, I had never been so close in time and proximity to this police, this type of a police-involved shooting. And I, you know, was like, I am, I'm a see it to believe it, right? So part of this, there's two years, you know, of, of high profile killings of black men. A lot of it was this hearsay, you know, this happened, that happened. So I was like, I'm going to go show up. I want to find out. I want to see what's going on. And I got to the site on Old Concord Road and um, it was a police investigation. A crime scene was out there. The tape was up and the community was starting to gather and People couldn't get into their apartments. And, you know, I was talking to neighbors and talking to family members and just community members. And they, everybody wanted answers. Like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? I'll never forget. I heard when they were taking his, uh, Keith Lamont Scott is the, is the name of the man who was killed. You know, they were taking his SUV out, uh, you know, from the crime scene on a flatbed. And they hear this voice come running through the crowd. That's my daddy's car. That's my daddy's car. Why'd you get my daddy? It was, it was his daughter. And everything, everything changed. The people wanted, and people wanted to talk to their government. They wanted to talk to the chief of police, the mayor, the city council. There was no one coming out there to give, to give, uh, to, to, to give the people the, 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 the conversations that we, that we wanted. It was the first time I have a live streamed anything. And all of those places that you kind of mentioned earlier, the Andovers, the Davidsons, the LAs, the, the New, the New York, the Brooklyn, when I went, started going live, all those places started connecting and they started seeing a point of view that wasn't being seen on, in, in, in different forms of media. And basically, as I was using this like a form of citizen journalism to show objectively what was going on, I was also inserting my subjective viewpoints on things, right? This history that I I was talking about, this history of who we are, how we got to a place like this, and we started having community conversations of how do we change this? Um, And we were doing that actively while that was a protest. While that that protest, while the the, the cops tried to get out of there and the chief police didn't show up, the mayor didn't show up, the city council didn't show up, you know, the people weren't going to let the government leave. And they blocked the last police car from, from leaving the crime scene. That started, um, the police responded with violence. The police responded with riot cops, helicopters, and tear gas. And Charlotte devolved into demonstrations, as I say, <laughs> because there were many different things going on and with different people for the next week. And I was pretty much right at the front lines of that, of being a citizen journalist. I was born, I was, people started giving me the privilege and responsibility of amplifying their voices through my platform. And I think that is um, what the definition of an activist is. So I became an activist um, and, uh, you know, really quick. And, and, but after the kind of kinetics, uh, the kinetic demonstration um, ended, um, I was like, you know, 
how do I actually change this? How do I work to change? And, and, you know, organizing is good. Demonstrating is good. And keeping, you know, having conversations like this one, one-on-one is good. But again, who, how do you, how do you make the change? We are, we are looking at things from a historic and cultural lens. You know, we are a nation of, of laws and policies. And if those laws and policies don't change, then we're not going to change. You know, again, what we wanted to talk to was our government, our elected and appointed uh, 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 officials, you know? Um, and, and so I said, hey, yeah, I'll keep doing this journalism. I'll keep doing this activism. But uh, we need to change these laws and policies. And so I figured out how to do that. And, it wasn't, and I, I was trying to push other leaders forward because I saw a lot of leaders out in the street. But as I kept showing up, you know, to different tables and different rooms, it became clear that it was, a, if, if not me, then who, if not now, then when. Um, and now I'm sitting here talking to you. I've been twice elected a city council member at large um, in the 15th largest city in, in America. Man. And for me to hear that, first of all, thank you. Um, and I mean that sincerely. Um, I'm saying thank you as your brother. I'm saying thank you as uh, a black man from Brooklyn. I'm saying that as a black father, um, the work that you're doing on behalf of the underrepresented um, or for people at large within Charlotte and beyond, it's it's powerful and it, it's a real substantial change that is occurring. Um, and for me, I've seen how much growth you've had in this short four or five years, and it, it really does motivate me to do more. Um, so I, I honestly, sincerely thank you for that. Um, and as I kind of see you and your growth, I, I always think of both myself and the legacy that I want to live, a leave, I should say, but then also what can we do more intentionally um, for these students so that they are more aware of the way things play out. So with the college access and DCS, that's everything that I'm doing. I'm trying to teach them the rules of the game so they can know the obstacles so that they can be prepared to hop over those hurdles. But beyond just college access, um, what can we do as adults to better prepare high school students um, for the world that they're living in? Well, I mean, we have to be, we have to be, you know, um, in, uh, in their lives, you know, um, that's, that's the thing that, 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 that I've, 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 you know, as I continue to kind of analyze the world that I brought my children into, um, you know, I don't know, especially our age, our generation, you know, a lot of us, you know, I think, you know, we are the first or second generation in college, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 we're not far from the civil rights movement. I think that was something that, um, I didn't really kind of get when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties. Um, but life isn't compartmentalized. Um, that the traumas that people deal with don't start once you get to college or when, once you get to high school, um, that these are embedded, you know, from, from, from the womb. Um, and we have to have different, not just dialogue. I'm not even totally sure how to the best word um, um, to describe this. This is how I try to, to 
to parent, I, I guess, is that um, I try to have as real conversations about what is happening and why things are happening um, because it's it's so discouraging for me. You know, for, for instance, when I, part of my struggle with college, for instance, was that I didn't realize until the very end that the whole point of college isn't to master a, a subject area. Um, it's not to get a job necessarily, um, but it's to get you to, to, um, uh, to, to teach you how to think about things, about how to, how to, um, uh, ingest information, data, and stimulus in the environment, um, and, 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 and how to channel that um, into your own energy, which comes out as thoughts, as writings, as songs, as dances, as, you know, as athletic plays, whatever it means. College is a, it's, it's a time period that we have identified that is going to help you um, um, find your, your, your way um, of, 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 of surviving in this world. Um, I think we all benefit more if we know that we're always on this path, right? Is, is that this isn't something that you have to wait to a certain year in, in high school um, to consider, right? Um, and, and so that's what I, I try to do, like in all of my kind of, understand that we are always learning. Um, and, but, you know, how can we break down these, these barriers, these silos? Too many of us exist in silos and that's not simply color or, or economic group like it's literally within your own family sometimes like you like and, and the more knowledge the more freedom that we have i think we have a culture of learning uh, a, a culture uh th that cu cultivates thought that challenges um um the, the the complex but also the simple um issues um and structures in our society uh, will be better. It's been amazing. It's so amazing to be a parent to, to young people because of the wisdom that they have and, and, and their ability to um, analyze what's happening around them. But it's as they grow, we try, we literally try to get them not to do that. And it's this time period from like five to like 18, 19 that tries to get you so siloed on and, and on this path of success that it it it, it, it we, we take away um the superpowers i think that we have as human beings um um to exist in chaos uh but make beautiful things to it that are specific um to the needs of the individual and the local environment so i think the more that we're able to unfollow thought imagination um, that will prepare people better once they're in high school and as they make that leap from high school to college. I love that. Uh, I love that whole concept of unsiloing yourself in the sense of um, it is we are taught from so young that this is how you need to be successful. Um, and even uh, us both, we were part of an amazing nonprofit program in New York City that kind of put us on our current path. So at least assisted us um, with a major step in that journey. Um, but that organization, they had a, a very clear definition of what success could potentially look like. Um, so I feel like it's on us um, to 
kind of support that work, but then also say like, hey, I benefited from the great work that you did. But here's things that you could add um, to kind of benefit the experience of the younger generation. And with that in mind, I, I, I guess this is my last formal question uh, before we just jump into regular dialogue back and forth. If you could talk to your 16-year-old self, knowing everything you know now, what advice would you give yourself? So uh, I'm seeing this as you talking to Braxton sophomore year in high school. Um, and how would you, what tips would you give to yourself? Well, one thing I would double down on some advice that I really did understand. Um, um, uh, I verbalized it a little better now, but you, you alluded to it actually earlier about um, school is really the only place. Is, it is not really, it is literally the only place that people are going to come to you with opportunities and say, here, try these things, right? Whether it's a new class or um, a group or, you know, a scholarship to go travel somewhere or a job, say, hey, try this internship. If you like it, maybe we'll, you can come back next year. If not, you know, here's another one. You know, it's the only place in the world that people are going to bring opportunities to you. Like once you get out of school, like, you know, um, uh, that doesn't happen. Nobody's walking into your workplace and say, you don't like this job? Here's another one. Why don't you try this for a little while on the side? And if you like it, maybe you can switch. If not, maybe we'll try you another one. That doesn't happen, right? So, this, so, so as, that's what school is about. It's about uh, uh, exploring opportunities and, again, figuring out, what, you know, what your worldviews on things and, and how, to best, um, how to best take advantage uh, of, of that. Um, other than that, I'd say go with your gut. Go with your gut, Braxton. Like when you know something is right, um, uh, right for you, um, do it. Um, and, 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 and continue to be bold. Um, but be true to yourself and cultivate your relationships. Um, you know, relationships are, are, are some are going to last for a long time. Um, some will come to an end. Um, some, some will be transactional, some will be nurturing. Um, but if you treat people with kindness, um, and, and if you understand how, how to be a good partner, um, in, in relationships, and that's, that's, that's the spectrum, right? That's, that's intimate partners, um, that's friends, um, that's family, uh, that's, as, that's, as, as, as parent, um, that you can, if you can be good partners to, to folks and, 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 and take advantage of opportunities and bring those opportunities, that's how you build community. Um, and, and that's what, um, I think like human life is about. We are social creatures. Um, we don't survive in the wild, um, without each other. Um, and we don't survive in the wild, uh, without each other and, and, and stimulating thought. Um, to, to figure out how to continue um, to survive, and uh, I think that's uh, I think that's the meaning of life. <laughs> and and be sure that sixteen year old Braxton, um, and, and and go out there and um and 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 do you and and change the world. Um, and but changing the world, you know, um, doesn't mean you have to run for office. Doesn't mean you have to impact millions of people. Um, I, you know. We all have a civic duty, right? Um, a, civ a civic virtue. Um, I think it's at the root of, of, of this idea of America, of democracy, that we all are endowed to do something well. Might not always be the thing that we like to do, right? It might, might not be the thing that we want to do, um, but there's something that we do well, and society depends on 
everybody, you know, figuring out what do they do well and then going out and do it. Some of us might be great educators. Some of us might be great leaders in, in the political space. Some of us might be great parents or great doctors. You know, that might not be the things that we always want to do, but if we, we go out there and do it well, we will have a well-balanced, um, functioning and nurturing society. Um, and, and again, that's what I think it's all about. My brother, man, I appreciate that. Um, I, I'm just like soaking in everything you're saying. And quite honestly, I feel like I could just keep picking your brain <laughs> for, uh, for hours and <laughs> hours. Um, and you've been in the hot seat. I never know how to really end a conversation like this because I, I truly do want it to keep going. But uh, we could open it up. Uh, we could flip the script. Is there anything that you want to hear from me? Anything you want us to dialogue on? But you have truly dropped some gems, and I can't wait for my scholars to hear it. But we can open up. The yeah, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to end up boring everybody. You know, you know, this is, uh, you know, I can run, I can run. This is what I do now professionally. You know, I run my mouth. Um, nah, but I, I, I don't think people. You know, I think one, one of the things that maybe we'll have to do this again. I, I don't think people really understand. Um, you know, kind of, you know, the importance of the relationship uh, that that you and I have. Um, you know, uh, I, I truly believe like, yeah, I wouldn't be here if it, if, if it wasn't for our, our relationship. And it, it is, it's not that again, it's not that, um, you know, I wouldn't be who, who I am. I, it's not that, you know, um, we necessarily help each other day to day, <laughs> you know, like in, in, in material support of like, get, you know, running a household. Um, but the bond that we have. Um, that I always know that I have an anchor somewhere in the universe um, is definitely something uh, that helps me um, um, stay grounded. Um, you know, it's something that we, we've talked about. Um, life, uh, no matter how many people that you're surrounded um, by, can sometimes uh, be, be very lonely. Um, and, and it is important to find the people uh, the things, the song, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, that, 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 that bring, it brings you the balance, um, that you need, uh, to be your, your genuine, um, authentic self. And, uh, so I thank you, um, um, for that. We don't agree on everything. You know, we're not the, we're by far not the same, um, type of person, <laughs> you know, when, when you put it down on, on, on paper. Um, but that, 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 that's not that's not why you you go into relationships with people. So I'm grateful for that. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Um, you're doing great work. Um, man, you trying to get me you know. tearing up on this thing, man? Uh, no, nah, I fully agree, brother. Like without question, that's why I don't even call you my best friend. I call you my brother. Like me and you are tied at the hip, um, and it, it's not a, a physical location thing. Like you know, wherever you are in the world, wherever I'm at in the world, I know I could call on you, and you know you could call on me, and it's funny because you, you, you mentioned isolation and at times on the outside, people could look at you or myself and see the quote unquote success um, or see the good work that we're doing and just assume that everything is roses and everything is good. Um, but at times it, it gets tough and it gets lonely. Um, and it, it, it really is about us and people, um, regardless of the age, having something that fills their cup um, in the sense yeah. of keeping them motivated and, and keeping them sane um, in terms yeah. of doing the work that they're doing. 
Um, and you are definitely that for me um, and uh, my kids. Um, so I, I truly do value the love and connection of my daughters and now my son. Um, and those are the things that fill my cup. Um, yeah. So I, I have to throw back the compliment, man, um, just in the Thank sense you. of just having each other's back. And I think for the young folk, they really need to understand that quantity is not quality. So just because you know yeah. a whole bunch of people um, does not mean that you have people that really have your best interests at heart. Um, and understanding that at times, the higher you climb and more success you have, the more people may not necessarily be rooting for your success. So be overly aware of the people that are truly genuinely supporting you for doing what you need to do and uh, be cautious of people who may not necessarily be um, on your side. And I mean, you know, you're hitting a nail on the head and, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I will also, you know, let's get back to that, this uh, idea of civic virtue, right? One of the things that I think, you know, which really gets hard with personal relationships, especially close friends and family uh, is proximity. Right. Um, we are, so we are very good. <laughs> the folks that know us for a long time, we are as Brooklyn, we are as Brooklyn boys, Brooklyn, New York, like as it gets, oh, right? Like, like that's, that's who we are all, all day. Um, that's like our ancestral home. That is where we are. I think we still identify with. Um, but Delaware, I don't think you ever expected your life to be centered in Del Maryland, Delaware area. Um, but they are so lucky to have you. Right. Because you are Delaware. Like you have become, again, like I say, you, you found your place. Right. You found what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be. The same for me. Like I'm here in Charlotte. Like what, this is where I'm at. This is who I am. Right. And, and just because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not in Brooklyn. We are not in Brooklyn. Um, that doesn't take uh, those bonds. That doesn't take that energy away, you know, but that's something that's hard. That's something I struggled with, you know, it's what was part of that college to, to now why things were so hard. I felt like I was disconnected um, from so many things, authentic relationships. You realize that, you know, that Brooklyn, you know, that, 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 that we were part of um, is not there no more. You know, we'll never get back to the 90s, right? We'll never get back to the time when we were growing up, you know, and listening to Jay-Z and Biggie on mixtapes as soon as they dropped, like before hip hop was a thing. You know, we were, we were in that, in, in that time period that created, um, um, culture <laughs> that people take for granted now. So that's something that we'll always have and, and, and we'll always be part of. Um, but, but, but human nature, um, uh, the meaning of life, <laughs> you know, it is not, is not tied to a place, not tied to a physical place. And, and community is, is not tied, um, to a physical business. And that, so see, man, like so many things you say, I could jump on it and it could be a whole conversation amongst itself. So for instance, I'm huge on my freedom to fully express who I am, um, in terms of my hair my clothing, rocking Jordans, my tattoos. I am now at a point in my life where I am unapologetically Brooklyn and black. Um, it has not always been that way. Um, but now I see clearly that I am who I am 
and I'm going to always be that. And I feel that you within your role, um, you are able to be your authentic self and use your authentic voice um, for the benefit of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people um, within Charlotte. That is a conversation that needs to be had um, in the terms of talking um, to students and even people amongst our age. Um, how do we balance being your true authentic self with whatever other aspirations you have? And is that necessarily a conflict or is that an artificial conflict? Um, and what can we do as people to better promote that type of awareness? Because I, I, I could say it was not something that was innate in me. Um, it was a confidence that grew. Um, and then I, I don't know what was the switch, but it just got to a point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm wearing J's to this meeting. Um, I'm going to say what I need to say. And for the people that support me, they're going to ride with me. And for the people that don't, that's cool. Like, it's, not everybody needs to be a supporter. But it was a confidence that I had to develop. And I wish I had a level of awareness at a younger age um, because I feel that that would alleviate a lot of obstacles that I went through um, in the sense of I was a, a square trying to go into a circular peg. Um, and yeah. I, I think that there's not a, a curriculum that teaches you how to think that way, um, but it's a conversation that needs to be had. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier, you, we need to understand that through life, everything will change, um, but everything will stay the same. Uh, you are stuck with yourself um, and you're going to go through some uncomfortable times, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have. I don't care how wealthy you are. You're always going to want more money, you know? Um, to, uh, and more things to give to your child. Um, but in the end, um, you know, we're made <laughs> to have, be, to have children in, a, in, in the wild. Uh, and, and while we're naked, to have nothing, you know? So we are equipped, right? Of course, that doesn't work in necessarily modern society, but we are equipped, right? We are equipped to be who we are. Uh, we are, are equipped to be what we're meant to be. And we, we get that equipment from, from when we come out or when we're created, however you want to think of it. Uh, life is, is all about, um, um, if, if I think, um, again, figuring out how to, how to use that equipment, find your people, find, you know, um, your opportunities and build those relationships. And it will be uncomfortable, um, but your, your folks love you um, and your folks want you. Um, uh, you are you are special. Uh, you are needed um, and you have a gift um, that that need that your community needs. If we remember that. Um, I think we will be so confident um, and, 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 and just, you know, figure out ways to continue and inspire each other uh, to live in that, that confidence and continue to cultivate our community. And that's why I'm so glad that, you know, uh, we're doing what we're doing and, and, and I'm excited. I'm very excited uh, for the future uh, near and long term. Thank you, my brother. Um, one last question. New York Knicks or Brooklyn Nets? Ah, uh, man. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. Oh, that's the political answer. <laughs> oh, that's so political. That's so political. Oh, I hate you. Oh, man. Thank you, my brother. Thank you.